Hello. I hope you guys are doing great. Me, on the other hand. Ah! (laughs) Okay. The past three weeks for me have been absolutely crazy. And I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. (laughs) I feel like the past two-ish weeks, give or take, have just been an absolute blur. I feel like I really only like relax during the second half of my break. So I have winter break for one month. So December 16th is when I finish my last final. And then I think I go back to school on Jan 17th. And you guys, I feel like time is going by so fast. I definitely had like a huge, not even like a mental breakdown, but more of like an internal thing. I honestly didn't even process that it was New Year's, to be honest. I just felt like 2022 went by so fast And I don't know if it's because I was like extremely stressed all year and that's why it went by super fast because I like wasn't living in the moment where it just went by super fast for everybody. I personally don't think 2022 was a good year for me. Um, I think stress-wise, I think I just was so stressed with my life and my goals and my future that I like wasn't really present and that's okay sometimes it happens but I'm really determined to make this year a good one especially within the next three months I hope to like transform my life I like can't spend another birthday sad about my life you guys okay that's really depressing it's not that serious but anyways I feel like I cannot even think or process what's going around me until like New Year's is done because I feel like everybody is so chaotic from like Jan or December 17th to the 31st for those like two weeks it's like pure and utter chaos with Christmas and Christmas parties and Christmas shopping and people dropping into your house all the time or you going over to people's houses or doing like Christmas activities or literally and then like New Year's parties. It's like insanity. And I feel like from the 16th to the 26th for 10 whole days, I like didn't even realize what was going on. I was just like, on the go and after Christmas I looked at my phone and I was like it's the 26th already 10 days of my winter break is already done and I don't even know what I did it it's that crazy and so yeah it's tough it's definitely tough and also I feel like you guys I am not a productive person when it's cold outside. You cannot get me to be productive. I wish I was productive. I'm fighting to be productive every day. I'm fighting to wake up at 9 a.m. every day. 
because that in itself is like a challenge for me. But normally, the second it warms up outside, I'm up by 6 a.m., no questions asked. I am like up and ready to go and take on my day. But like during the winter, all I want to eat is like warm foods, unhealthy foods, and like just like sit in my bed and watch TV and not even think. And that's why I think there should be a winter break rather than a summer break. I know summer's like fun to like do stuff and hang out with your friends, but like, holy shit, I just, it's like really hitting me this year, I feel like. I feel like as I get older, I'm like unable to take the the cold weather. And I feel like where I live, it has become a lot colder. I don't know. Or my dad just stopped turning the heater on. (laughs) So maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I feel like he hasn't been turning the heater on at all. And I'm like sitting in my room, like teeth chattering, four blankets on top of me. But I think in general, it has been colder. Um, We've had a lot of rain. So I also think I am seasonally depressed as fuck. (laughs) And it's like, it's such a crazy feeling. The second March comes around and I get that first like 70 degree day, I feel like my soul is defrosting and I'm like ready to like take on life. (laughs) And it's like... I'm, it's so crazy because like, I'm not even like a huge fan of summer because I don't love the heat. I do prefer the cold weather over the heat in terms of me handling it. But I think in terms of my livelihood and the way that I look, I definitely look better in the summer and spring rather than the fall and winter because when it gets cold outside like I don't care to look good I care to be as warm as possible because I hate being like cold and shivering and it's like I'm sitting there and I have nothing to keep me warm you know so I will just layer whatever I want just to keep me warm and I look like a like snowman with all these like layers. I don't know. I just, it's a lot. And I feel like January and February really hit me harder because it's like, I'm, I want, I'm over it. I'm over the cold weather, you know? I'm over sitting in my house all the time because I feel like, Okay, if I I live in a small town and there's not a lot you can do entertainment-wise. So like during the spring and during the summer, I love to go to the park with my friends or by myself. We like to do yoga and meditate and read and have picnics. We like to go on walks. It's like easier to go to like a lot of outdoor malls just to hang out and there's like 
live music playing during the summer at these malls and it's just like so much better it's like a better time because everybody's like coming out more so I do prefer that especially in a small town I don't know about bigger cities I'm sure there's things to do all year round but I think a lot of people do prefer summertime over winter but I will say that I do love like winter, especially like the holidays, like sometime right before Thanksgiving and up until New Year's Day. I just feel like this collective, like relaxed, calm energy from everybody around me because it's the holidays, like work is light or everybody has like some vacation days. So it's like, it's like so peaceful, you know, and it like everybody's just so calm. So I do enjoy that aspect of of winter and the holiday times and stuff like that. But the second New Year's is done, because there's no more like real like big holidays to look forward to. I don't celebrate Valentine's Day, nor do I care for it. I feel like I just use Valentine's Day as an excuse to eat a lot of food. So that's what I do. Um, so yeah, after New Year's, the holidays are officially done for me. I have long weekends to look forward to, but I feel like in college, long weekends are completely useless because I work from home 99% of the time. And then on top of that, I feel like my professors will still have homework due on that Monday that we have off. So it's like, whatever. Like, I don't really care for long weekends. The only break that I really care for and I actually get a break from is like winter break, you know? But this year, I have not caught a fucking break. So that's okay. I'm willing to just tough it out for a year and hopefully be where I want to be next year. I'm gonna cry I'm already gonna be 22 this year and it feels like my brain is going to explode because I'm like where did those two years go and I feel like I have this like weird existential crisis every year before my birthday but I really feel like I need to I guess prioritize I don't know, like living my life and working hard and making sure like I'm good in the future. Um, I feel like before like the stress would kind of shut me down. But okay, I'm I'm veering off a lot. <laughs> the purpose of today's episode is to talk about dinner etiquette. Okay, I've been thinking about this for a while now because... I feel like during the holidays, especially like people are always coming over or you're going over to people's houses or whatever it is. So it's like you're being a host and you're being a guest as well. So it's like you have a lot of time to, I guess, what is the word I'm looking for? Observe people and like see how they are when they have you over versus how they are when you have them over, etc. And so I feel like I love hosting. 
I love having people over. I love creating an experience for people with the ambiance, the food, the company, really the whole thing. So when I go to other people's homes, I've kind of realized that a lot of people think having people over and being a good host is basically just having them over and giving them food, but it's a lot more than that. When you have company, you need to entertain them properly, right? So I'm here to talk to you guys today about dinner etiquette when it comes to being a good host and being a good guest. So I've basically started kind of host co-hosting, I guess you could say, with my mom um, when she has dinner parties. She's kind of the main and I'm kind of like the behind the scenes kind of person, making sure that like the house is nice and the ambiance is right and there's music going and the appetizers are going. My mom has her guests over and and cooks and everything and I'm kind of just like the finisher upper, the the finishing touches, I guess. <laughs> and I hosted my very first party <laughs> by myself when I was 14 years old and it was like a very impromptu Christmas slumber party and I had a, a, a Christmas playlist going. I had um, a table that was like decorated with Christmassy things and like food and everything and I had like Christmas blankets and I just went the whole nine, you know, and it was such a fulfilling thing for me. Like, I loved it because all my friends were very happy in the end. They left and they're like, wow, this was such a great party, whatever, whatever. So it was very, like, satisfying to host someone and I feel like I've just been addicted to that feeling of people telling me how amazing I am. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding, but I am kidding. Um, Okay, so I definitely touched on this um, a little bit in my Have Some Manners episode or my very first episode, but today I'm going to go a lot more in depth. So first, I'm going to start off with dinner etiquette for being a good host. I think that it's so important for a host to understand the guests that they're having over. I think a lot of the times people will just have them over and cook whatever they want to cook, you know, and I think that's fine in some situations if you're having a really big party. But when you're having more intimate dinner parties, it's definitely important to cater to your guests. For example, if I have a group of people coming over that typically love sweets and they have a big sweet tooth, I will focus a lot more on the desserts aspect of the meal over the actual meal itself. I will do something a little bit more simple and, you know, classic um, and let them enjoy the desserts. Or if I have people that 
don't like desserts and are not huge dessert people, I like to put out like a charcuterie board with like dried fruit or like dark chocolate, stuff like that. And I will focus more on the appetizers and the meal itself because that's what they fill up on more and that's what they look forward to. I think having a good set of drinks is important. Sometimes people kind of overlook this aspect when they have guests over and they just have a water, which is fine. But I think that having a variety or if you have guests over that like to drink, I think it would be a super fun idea to create like a signature cocktail, you know, or even a mocktail and have those drinks prepared in like cute little glasses and have them set on a tray like right before your guests come over so they can just pick them up and start drinking and, you know, getting acquainted with everybody. So I think that's a really great touch. I think ambiance is a super important thing. Um, I've noticed like a lot of people just have these overhead aggressive lights that are not the best for dinner parties or even any party really. (laughs) I think you need to invest in some good, you know, um, mood lighting and candles. Um, I love to light the candles right before my guests come. I like to set some lighting. I like to turn on the LED lights behind my TV. So I like to just prepare everything and I like to, you know, I don't like the TV to just be like empty most of the time. I'll either put some music videos on or I'll do um, like maybe family photos or like slideshows or I'll like put like a nice scenic nature documentary because it's like very scenic and very like aesthetically pleasing. So that's what I kind of like to do um, for ambiance, you know. And yeah, I honestly don't think being a host is too hard. I think I think a lot of the times people just get lazy after they clean and they cook and then they're like, fuck it, like this is what I can do right now. So I don't blame them, but at the same time, it's like you got to prepare ahead of time. If you have guests over and you're someone that stresses out easily you need to like plan at least a few days ahead of time to properly you know get everything done so something that I like to do especially if I'm having a lot of people over and I want to spend time with my guests rather than kind of slaving away in the kitchen while they're there I like to prepare certain foods um like a day or two before and just pop them in the freezer because they're fresh like for example um ratatouille okay so when I make ratatouille and if I know I'm having guests over it takes time to slice all the vegetables and create the sauce from scratch and then layer it in and bake it the whole process takes over an hour okay so instead of being in the kitchen the whole time I like to prepare this the day before I set everything out I put my oils, I put my garlic, I put everything in there and then I wrap it in some vinyl wrap and I throw it in the freezer and when they're ready to come, I unwrap it and I pop it in the oven. Same with pasta sauce. I don't buy um, canned pasta sauce from the store. I make it from scratch. So I like to create a whole batch because it takes some time and then 
I'll pour it in a container and I'll freeze it a day or two before. And then the day of, I'll cook the pasta and all I have to do is, you know, defrost the sauce and throw it in there. And if it's, if you do it a day or two before, it does not smell like the freezer. It does not taste frozen at all. So it's like a great way to, I guess, not stress yourself out the day that you're having guests over. I believe in absolute stress-free events. <laughs> and I feel like sometimes my family loves seeing me stressed out because they will always bring things up like very last minute. So I find myself running around and preparing things like an hour before my guests arrive and it's not my favorite thing to do, you know? So I think when you have guests over, you should definitely plan ahead of time because also, let me tell you something. Oh my God. You would be surprised how often this is overlooked. And I have had to tell my mom this recently because I just, I realized it um, like earlier this year. So my, or sorry, excuse me, in 2022. <laughs> So when my mom has guests over my whole life, she would not look the best. She would look tired and disheveled, no makeup, her hair was just messy, and she would be wearing this weird outfit. And I remember one day she was having like a big party at her house, and um, a few people came early, and they're like, you're not dressed. And my mom was like, oh, um... I think I'm just going to stay in this. And they're like, what do you mean? It's your party. Like, you have to look good. And so I'm saying that when you have a party, you have to prepare ahead of time with certain foods and stuff like that. Because when you throw such an extravagant dinner party with lots of components like appetizers, drinks, meals, desserts, coffees, teas, whatever. It takes a lot of time to prepare and it doesn't give you enough time to look nice yourself. I think in life, in general, (laughs) when you do something, I think the key is to always make things look effortless you know even though you might have been slaving away for the past two three days just for this dinner party or lunch brunch whatever you have to make it look effortless you have to dress up nicely and have your makeup done have your hair done to welcome your guests because let me tell you something When you have guests over and you look extremely unpresentable, it kind of takes the the illusion away of like this amazing thing that you've done. You know, it's like, oh wow, she's she looks like shit because she's been like doing all this for us. And it's like, ugh, it's like it's not the best impression to give your guests. So I think When you have a dinner party, I believe that you should have about four hours in between the time that your guests come over um, and you cooking and finishing everything. So you have that time to relax and do some finishing touches and, and 
plan out your outfit and do your makeup nicely and take a nice relaxing shower and and then welcome your guests relaxed and happy because I feel like a lot of the times when my mom has people over it's like she just finished the last thing 20 minutes before everyone is supposed to arrive and then she runs upstairs and throws whatever she can find on and it's like a really chaotic experience okay so I think definitely taking the time to get dressed and look nice and presentable for your guests is incredibly important. So now I kind of want to talk about themed parties. As a host, I think sometimes just having people over like normal can get a little boring. So I love a good themed party. Okay, so I'm going to give you guys some ideas on hosting certain themed parties. Um, A murder mystery party. Having a murder mystery party, I feel like, is a very unique experience because you aren't just like dressing up as someone, you're acting as someone as well. So there's like that part of a murder mystery party where you have people dress up and you send them their characters like a week before so they can prepare and then there's also those murder mystery kits that you can just pop open with your friends and that's like the whole basis of the party like you eat dinner and then you solve this mystery right and I think it 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 just gives your friends and your guests such a great unique experience so yeah I think it's super fun Um, And then next, I think Bollywood or even Hollywood themed parties. I'm Indian, so I'm saying Bollywood. But my mom does this every year for Valentine's Day. And she throws these extravagant um, Valentine's parties. And she has this red carpet and people are taking photos. And um, specifically in Bollywood... um, they're like our dance numbers in each movie. So um, my mom will pick a certain actress like and and all the guests have to um, choose what movie they want to take and dress up as the person from that movie and then learn a, a choreographed dance to perform at the party. And it's super fun. It's funny and it create such a great experience for my mom's guests like every time they come over for this party so it's great and I think old Hollywood is great as well I think dressing up as like iconic characters and stuff like that would be a really fun party to do as well um yeah (laughs) I think a Harry Potter themed party would be really fun especially for the decorations and the nostalgic moment of all of that as well as how much fun you could have with the food and I honestly don't think a Harry Potter themed party has to be during Halloween time so I think that's like an all-year-round thing that you can do. I think you can have a superhero themed party as well. I don't know why it just seems so much fun to have and I honestly don't think that I honestly don't think any themed party has to be around Halloween. So, yeah. 
And then I've always thought a lip sync battle party would be so much fun. (laughs) I think that if you have like a big enough friend group, you should buy like the tackiest, most ugly trophy that you can find on the internet and present it at this lip sync battle party and say like whoever wins gets this trophy and you can do a whole thing and I I feel like it'd be a really fun thing I don't have that many friends so so I I haven't been able to do this (laughs) and coming right off of Christmas time I think having a Christmas, like, ugly Christmas sweater party would be great. I feel like that's a classic. But also, just a Christmas-themed party. So, I'm talking about, like, dressing up as iconic Christmas characters. So, you can have people come dressed up as Santa Claus or Mrs. Claus, the Grinch, the Scrooge, or the elf, or the guy from Nightmare from Christmas, or, you know, the girls from Mean Girls in the Santa costumes, or Martha, Martha May from Whoville. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like you can get really. Oh my god, even the guy from Polar Express. You can really just be creative. It's like Halloween, but for Christmas. And I think that would be literally iconic. There's so many different things that you can do. Like you can do Mariah Carey Christmas, or you can do you can do a lot with a Christmas themed party and you like give people full I guess, freedom to dress up. I feel like that would be such a fun time. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay, so I talked about being a host. Now I'm going to talk about being a good guest and my experiences as a guest going to people's homes. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to get started with being a good guest because it's not that hard you guys it's really not that fucking hard but a lot of people are shitty guests okay so I'm gonna give you guys a quick example of guests that I have had great ones and awful ones so earlier in 2022 my mom decided to have dinner parties She realized she hadn't called a lot of people in a while, so she wanted to split up two dinner parties and have them on one weekend and then the next week have another one. So for the sake of this episode, I will be referring to group A as the first group and group B as the second group. (laughs) So my mom had group A over on weekend one, okay? (laughs) And she had great food planned and drinks and desserts. And group A was quite literally a delight. They were amazing. They were fun. They were interactive. They were down for whatever game my mom was doing. They were 
happy to be there. They were complimenting the food. They were complimenting the house. They were just peachy. They were amazing dinner guests, okay? (sighs) Then group B comes around and I am expecting, since I had experienced group A the weekend prior, I was like excited to have group B over. I was like, wow, this is going to be so much fun again. Yay. Group B comes in and my mom is making this like fried food. And by the way, my family and I are very strict vegetarians. Okay. And everybody knows that we are strict vegetarians. Okay. And my mom like blended down like these these lentils okay and they have an interesting smell for sure but they taste really good when they're fried so all of a sudden these two aunties come up to me and my mom and they're like we have something to tell you and they come up to us in complete seriousness and they're like your house smells like fish. <laughs> We're getting a very fishy smell. First of all, why the fuck would you say that? Knowing that we're strict vegetarians, we don't have any fish. My mom clearly was like, yeah, it's the lentils, but it's not taking up the whole house. I think it just started smelling once I started frying them, you know, and it wasn't a fishy smell at all. They smell like fermented because they're they're lentils, you know? So I, I don't even know how to explain it, but it wasn't a fish smell. I just feel like they were trying to start some shit. And then all the aunties gather in the family room and they start like criticizing little things of my about my house. And they're like, oh, you should change that. You should change this. And it's like, okay, bitch, fuck off. Have you seen your house? Have you seen your house? How rude of it is it to like, how rude is it to like come into someone's home and start criticizing like little things while they're like feeding you for fucking free? Oh my God. And then these two aunties or this one auntie specifically starts coming up to me, my mom and my dad. And she's like, do you have a laptop? Do you have a laptop? Do you have a laptop? I'm like, I get, I can give you my laptop. Like, what do you, what do you need it for? And she's like, I need to, I need to write down this list for the temple. I need to write down this list for the temple. I'm like, okay, like whatever. And then her and this other auntie sat on the couch and acted like it was this official meeting, this top secret official meeting for like 20 minutes. And then when I see what they wrote down on the laptop, it was like a list of like three food items. And I'm like, what the fuck? You could have written that down on your iPhone like notes and like taken a screenshot of it and sent it out. Like what the fuck? And it took you 20 minutes to do that? Holy shit. It was like the most annoying dinner party with the most annoying people I don't even remember other things that they said but it was constant like criticism from them with the food or you should do it like that you should have done it like this you should do that you should do this and it's like 
oh my god like fuck off like just be grateful that we had you over and honestly it's so crazy because we basically did the same exact thing that we did with group a just with like a different people and group a was so like i didn't even hear a single complaint out of them nothing literally nothing they were happy to be there happy to experience life with us i don't even know they were just delightful and this group was just disgusting and then my mom was like let's do a game how like how she did with group a all of a sudden the uncles and the aunties start groaning they're like oh we don't want to do that oh and it's like what the then don't come to a party like don't come to a party if you literally cannot talk to other people other than like these aunties that you've known for your whole life like how how are you just come together as one and like talk amongst all of you guys like it's fucking weird and just like I don't know like made me like uninterested I didn't even want to be like there to like help out or like talk to anybody because everybody was constantly complaining and being miserable and finally, at the end, when everybody was ready to go, these two aunties started yelling at each other. And it just, like, went completely silent. And we were just like, what the fuck? Like, don't turn our party into something ugly because you have an issue. And it was so stupid. Like, I don't know. They were the worst group of people to come into my home and we recently went to one of their um new year's parties ah which was one of the worst new year's parties i have ever been to i have never felt so unwelcomed by a group of people i have never felt so neglected at a party i have never felt so bored i have never felt so like i don't know like the whole thing was just very unorganized the host's daughter was absolutely rude and other guests there were acting very weird that day so yeah i am a little annoyed that i had to bring in the new year with weird people (laughs) and i told my mom we're never hosting those people in that group again because they're awful and i hate them (laughs) but moving on from those experiences as being you know as guests I'm gonna talk about what to bring if you are being hosted by someone so sometimes it's okay to come empty-handed to a dinner party but not even a dinner party if someone is constantly hosting you and constantly having you over Yes, it is important to bring something. And I feel like a lot of people don't do that. Like, go to the store and pick up something under $5, under $10. Because at the end of the day, when someone is having you over, especially for dinner and they're feeding you, they have been thinking about you for a few days. They have been thinking about cleaning and cooking and grocery shopping and doing this and doing that the time and the effort and the money that was put into having you over is definitely definitely worth spending five to ten dollars 
on on someone, you know, that's hosting you. And I'm going to give you guys a list of things that you can give to someone that are under $15, okay? You can get them a bottle of wine, okay? I know $15 wine is not the most fancy, but they can they can serve it at the party and most people don't really give a fuck. Okay? Um candles. Candles are always great because especially for me, I always like candles when I have guests over and it's amazing. I know I know candles can be a little tricky with the scent, but I think if you go for something a little classic or maybe something that is refreshing, you can never go wrong with those. You can go to Home Goods and get candles, like big candles for like $10. It's super cheap. So, or Nordstrom Rack too. So, candles are a great, great choice. Flowers, okay? You can literally get a bouquet of flowers from Trader Joe's for like $5. You can get a fancy one for 10 It's so simple, but it's nice to gift to a host and they'll remember you after the party for a few days to a week and it's great um a box of chocolates or even a cool chocolate bar that you find from the store is always a great little gift you can wrap it nicely and write tie a little bow on it and it's such a cute present um you can go to the local bakery and pick up some fresh pastries for the dinner party Or you can even pick up pastries for the host to enjoy the next day over breakfast. I think that's great. You can go to like a nice little, you know, unique bakery and pick up some unique pastries for them. (laughs) I think little jams are also an amazing thing that you can get for a host. Um, I'm not talking about smuckers. (laughs) I'm talking like go to Whole Foods, go to Trader Joe's, go to your local farmer's market and find cute little jams that you can give to them that they can enjoy the next day over breakfast or whatever. Um, I think infused oils are a great, great gift to give to someone. So like garlic infused olive oil or basil infused olive oil, chili oil. These are great gifts. You tie a little bow around them and it's great. It's a great gift. Um, This may sound a little weird to people, but I think like if you have a favorite pickled vegetable that's like a little unique, I think you could totally just buy a jar, pickle some vegetables for them and wrap a little bow around it and give it to them. Recently, um, this Christmas, we spent, my family and I, we spent Christmas with um, some family friends um, in the Bay Area and we made like a banana loaf and other things, but just for a little extra unique touch as a gift, because we were going to their house for the very first time, I made homemade butter and it was amazing. I put some heavy cream in a box and I shook it for like 45 minutes. If you have a butter churner, it's way better, but honestly, making butter is not as hard as as it may sound, I literally just put 
a movie on or like a TV show on and by the time it was over the butter was done and I infused it with I didn't infuse it I very thinly minced garlic and cilantro and I made a garlic cilantro butter and I wrapped it in parchment paper and I put a bow around it and shoved a cute little piece of rosemary through there and it was such a cute touch to give um, someone and it's very special you know I think that um, if your host is into coffee or tea I think you can go to the farmer's market or Whole Foods. I know Whole Foods has a very interesting selection of teas. So I think you can get them a special kind of coffee or a fancy tea for them to try out. And like I said, package it nicely and everything looks fancy. Like a container of tea is like two bucks at the store, but it's still cute to give. I think dried fruits or nuts are great. I think they are an amazing touch. Um, Or even like dehydrated garnishing fruits, like dehydrated limes um, for drink garnishes um, to give to your host is great. Um, I recently got super into dehydrating fruits um, for drink garnishes this year. And I would absolutely love it if someone gifted those to me. So you can buy them, but you can also make them. If you have an air fryer or even like an oven, you can dehydrate them. And you can do limes, lemons, grapefruits, orange, apples, so many different things. Um, If you find cool spices, you can also get them like a set of spices and like package them pretty. So these are all gift ideas under... $15. I even think most of them are under $10, you guys. So don't be a shitty guest and don't show up empty-handed. I say go to the store once every few months and pick up like $20, $30 worth of gifts that you can take. You know, sometimes people people will call you over like impromptu, you know, and you don't want to show up empty-handed. So it's like nice to have little things to give, um, you know, when you go out, like little chocolate boxes or chocolate bars that are fancy, have them wrapped already, you know, have the jams ready, whatever. And I think it's great. I think that's such a great touch. So don't be a shitty host and don't show up to someone's house empty handed, especially if they're hosting you constantly. I think even as a teenager, even as a young person, I think a lot of the times people, I guess, like overlook that part of it. And it's like sometimes when I have my friends over all the time and they don't put an effort in to like really do anything, even though I'm hosting them and cooking for them sometimes. And, you know, it's it would be nice, you know, like even even if I'm not like super rich, whatever. I'll go to the store and pick up a bottle of like martinis or what is it? Martinelli's apple cider. It's like three bucks, but it's like nice because everybody enjoys sparkling cider. Or like I said, I'll pick up $4, $5 flowers from Trader Joe's or I will go to Starbucks and pick up a coffee for my friends and their family or cake pops or what really whatever it is. Like don't show up to people's homes unannounced 
empty-handed. Or even if it is announced, don't don't show up empty-handed all the time. I'm not saying you have to show up with gifts every single time you come over to someone's house, but I say like I would switch off like I would do like every every two times you come to someone's house, the third time you should bring something because it's the nice thing to do. I do it. I'm not sitting here and saying that you guys should do it and I'm not. I think everybody should do, should do it because people appreciate it and people remember it. It's crazy. When my mom was out of town um, last summer, a lot of my mom's friends were calling my dad and I over for lunch because my mom always sent them food when, you know, when they needed it. So they finally got the opportunity to send us food and give us food, whatever, you know. So um, when we would go over to people's homes, I would just grab a small bouquet. And to this day, they still remember me giving them a small bouquet. And it's like, that's like the little, like the tiniest thing I could have done. And they still remember it. So trust me when I say that people do remember it, okay? And and it'll make you feel better. It'll make them feel great. And it's like sometimes I think when you host a lot and people show up empty-handed all the time, it kind of will make you feel like they don't care, they're unappreciative, or, you know, whatever it is. So I think like it is important to show your host that you do care because I think it'll also motivate them to have people over more because they're not the ones just giving, 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 you know? They're also people that are appreciative. I think I've dragged this on a little too long, but anyways, those are the gifts, $15 or under. You can get creative with other things. These are just things that I have thought of to give to people before, okay? So I want to talk about one specific experience. Actually, a, a couple experiences I, I've had as a guest. So the first experience that I had as, as a guest recently that I noted down was, I believe, last year in May. Um, my one of my mom's friends had us over, and she has a dog, okay, and I feel like your dogs are obviously equivalent to your children. If you have a well-behaved dog, that shows how well you have trained it and took care of it, but if you have an obnoxious barking dog that's aggressive and you cannot control it, that speaks a lot on you, <laughs> you know, and If you have a dog that yaps all the fucking time, (laughs) please put it away when you have guests over. Put it the fuck away. (laughs) Because when I went to this person's house, their dog was barking nonstop, you guys. Nonstop. My ears were hurting after like an hour of hearing this dog bark and they didn't give a fuck they didn't give a shit they just let the dog bark they didn't apologize once that that the dog was just being extremely obnoxious and loud my ears and this is like a tiny little fucking disgusting little white dog and and they have like the most high-pitched obnoxious barks ever and they don't stop barking and it was such it ruined the experience for me completely okay just 
absolutely awful. Okay. The second experience that I had recently was um, we went over to my mom's friend's house and um, they were one of the guests in group B. Okay. And we went to their house and mind you, they built this ginormous home with three stories and a game room and a theater and a spa and a pool and this and that and it's so extravagant and they invited us over for a party and towards the end of a part of the party my mom was my mom and other aunties were like dancing to music and like having fun and all of a sudden at the end of the party this auntie comes up to my mom and is like oh like the wife, the husband like is not happy that you guys were dancing in the house and this, this that that and it's like it's not how you're supposed to act and it's like what the fuck <laughs> excuse me first of all they were just dancing they weren't jumping on furniture and breaking things why build this huge house that's meant to entertain people and then not let them have any fun it's ridiculous and by the way These are the same people that had us over for New Year's and they don't know how to fucking host for shit, okay? Like a New Year's party is supposed to be fun, but it wasn't fun at all. I felt excluded. I felt like people didn't want me there because when I walked into the room, this like everybody turned around and like looked at me with such like disgust and I was like, okay, (laughs) what did I do? And I didn't feel like people, it was just such a weird experience and it's a New Year's Eve party and I walked upstairs and all of the dads are just sitting there in complete silence watching like music videos and it's like, that's not how a New Year's party is supposed to be. I'm sorry, like especially if you have such a huge home and like you built it for entertainment and you're just like the worst at entertaining people it's like it's not fun nothing is fun like that you know so and my mom was like everyone was looking at my mom like oh like I thought you were having a game like you should do a game but then like half the party is not even interested in doing anything and it's like why even come out of your house if you're just going to be the biggest party pooper alive okay there were so many things wrong with that party. I can't even talk about it. I've talked about it way too much with my mom. <laughs> so I'm all talked out in regards to this specific party. But I hope you guys have gotten some insight into how to be a good host and how to be a good guest. I think um, the main part of all of this is just to be a thoughtful person. Think about your guests. Think about their needs and think about what they would want to do as well as thinking about your host and what they would like and what they would appreciate from you. You know, being a positive guest, being a happy guest, being a, you know, someone that's excited to be there and someone that's excited to be a part of the activities is really important because like I said, like if you have a group of people over that are just, it just, they feel like they're there out of obligation. Like you don't want to host them ever again. It doesn't feel good to host that group of people. So 
I think the main theme slash thought of this episode is to be a thoughtful fucking person because a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people actually are not thoughtful people at all. So yeah, (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. If you guys enjoyed it, please give me a good rating. I would appreciate that and I will catch you guys in the next episode.